Hello and welcome back to Running on Pixie Dust, my podcast and YouTube series where I talk about all things relating to running the Dopey Challenge in 2023, which means the 5K, 10K, half marathon and full marathon in four consecutive days for the first time. I'm your host, Annika. Be sure to check out last week's episode three for a week three recap, as well as my running routine. Welcome to week four. And by week four, I really mean post week four of the Galloway training schedule. I am sticking to following Jeff Galloway's Run Disney Dopey Challenge schedule. It is 28, technically 29 because he includes the week following the race in the training schedule, but it's 28 weeks for the actual race training. And we just completed week four, so we are moving right along. I can't believe how quickly time is passing, but it's kind of crazy. Anyway, in this week's episode, I will be covering cross-training, injuries, and all about how week four went. If you are joining me on YouTube, then you do notice little Cinnabon back there, my beagle puppy Cinnamon. She loves to be my number one fan and sleep on the job as my assistant as she buries herself in her pillows back there. But whether you're joining me on YouTube or on your favorite podcast platform, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so happy you're here. Even though this was kind of like a rough week, I'm actually really excited for this episode, but we will dive into all of that. Quick little disclaimer, I am not affiliated with Disney or Run Disney, and I have no medical expertise or experience. I will strictly be talking about my own personal experiences and things that I have learned along the way, and this is by no means like official advice. Anything I say in this episode, just, just how to get that out there. All right, so we're going to jump right in to how week four of Dopey Training went, my runs for the week. This week on the schedule, it was two 45-minute runs as per usual. I'm fairly certain the two 45-minute runs are for every single week of the 28-week plan. So those aren't going to change. Those are always going to be there. The only thing that really changes are the long runs. And then as we get further in, to the training plan, we also add an additional day of running. So I sometimes they say like, you know, add a three mile walk or something on Friday and then do your long run on Saturday. Um, but it's generally a mix of run walk. So when I say run, it's not necessarily everything has to be a run, but just as a blanket statement, I'll just call them all runs. So like I said, I had the two 45 minute runs and then for the long run, that was five and a half miles. I am sticking pretty closely as as closely as I possibly can to the schedule because for me personally and my brain how I work is I need a like finite set of steps. I need a checklist. I need exact schedule. So I love dedicating Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays for my run days and that's exactly how it's listed on the training schedule as well. So I think I found that that just works well for me and I kind of adjust my schedule to make sure I can stick to it. And I know for a fact that later on this year, I do have trips coming up. And especially when I have those long Saturday morning runs, I 
may or may not be able to complete my long run on that exact Saturday. So I will most likely have to change things around and that's okay. But that just kind of drives my brain a little bit crazy because then I have to like change the schedule. And if you know me, you know that I literally plan things out months and months and months in advance. I am a Google Drive queen. I will create a Google Doc, a Google Sheets. We got the spreadsheet. We got the itinerary. We got the reservations, the confirmations. Like I am a psychopath, amazing planner. And I just love making shared drives and itineraries and things like that. So I do like that with this training plan, I know exactly what is going to be required of me for every single week. So with all, I was going to say with all the time I have to prepare, but it's it's really not that much time. It's only a couple months for any trips that I have upcoming. So I, I do have to kind of maneuver that into the schedule and see whether or not I'm going to switch weeks because for most of the schedule, at least towards the beginning, it kind of teeters back and forth between like three miles or a longer run length, like seven, nine, 11, getting up there to like 14 miles or something like that. So I might be able to just like switch a week that has like a three mile run and then just trade off and do my long run when I was supposed to do a three mile run. So that way, I can still run on my trip and get the long run in on the same day. It just, it'll be a different mileage. So yeah, we'll have to see. (laughs) But I did want to talk about my runs for the week and I'll kind of touch upon those within my highs and lows of the week as well. But once again, I have so many good things to say about the Peloton app. Now, I always thought that, you know, Peloton is just the bike or whatever and it, this is not sponsored, but I am their number one fan. Even though I don't even own a Peloton bike, I only take their classes on the app. And I have done a lot of their outdoor runs now, which is just an audio. So it just plays in your headphones and they have the instructor giving you instructions and they play really fun playlists and they have themed classes. I took a Lizzo class this past week. And they're just so much fun. And I love how they have specific classes like this is a 45 minute interval run and it's for intermediates. And then I can take a post run, five minute, 10 minute, 20 minute, however long I need class to make sure I stretch the right muscles and I am hitting all the right muscle groups and staying on top of my training, which will tie into later on in this episode when I talk about cross training. But Yeah, I had to plug them in again because I just freaking love them. Even though I wish they were sponsoring this, I just personally love them. And I'm I'm still on the 60-day free trial, so I mean, that's pretty awesome. All right, upcoming races. We've got Wine and Dine coming up in November. We've got the Dobie Challenge in January, obviously. Princess, I'm only doing the 10K in February. So for me, once again... I, I'm only doing the Run Disney races right now in my schedule. I'm not planning on signing up for any other non-Disney races. I'm just a Run Disney gal. So we've got those upcoming. Now, every single week, I always do the highs and lows of the week. So whew, we're going we're gonna to get into it with these highs and lows this time around. So uh, I will do my highs first. 
I got some house updates. So if you didn't already know, I am under contract for a new build home here in Orlando and I'm so, so excited. At this point, the excitement has been very wishy-washy because it's a lot of stress and while I'm so happy and grateful and excited and have all my spreadsheets and planning everything out and I know it will all work out and be awesome and stuff. It's a lot of stress and I have to think about packing up my whole apartment now in like the next couple of weeks and so that it's just it's just very stressful and then on top of training and staying on top of schedule and making sure I'm eating well, taking care of my body, fueling, resting, taking care of my dog, making time for fun, but also not having too much fun because if you have too much fun, then you're too tired to train. So yeah, it's just it's just finding that balance of life. <laughs> but I did get some house updates and I actually went and visited it. I have not been to my house since the day I actually signed the contract. So when I went that first day, all there was was the bones of the house. And while it is a new build, everything was already decided for me. It was going to be an inventory home, but they did do a lot of upgrades. So while I didn't make a single decision on like the design features, anything like that in the house, I was super happy with the decisions that were made for the house. And there were tons of upgrades like granite countertops, white cabinets with the hardware included and just certain things like that that were already added in so it just kind of the perfect home fell into my lap and it just worked out amazingly and I'm foreseeing that I should be closing in the next like few weeks which is coming up so soon but I went to go see it and the walls are up the flooring is in the cabinets were all put up the hardware was on the shelving was in my kitchen cabinets I have a garage door now and I'm basically waiting on the countertops and then all of the other finishing touches like, you know, closet shelving and things that are build grade and are requirements of like the checklist for the house. So that was really fun to go see it and see the progress. It was so funny because I took my friend with me and the driveway is is dirt right now. It, they haven't poured the concrete yet because I think they do that like last. I walked up and I was like, I should have brought like a jar or something to put a little pile of dirt in <laughs> and be like, yeah, this is my dirt. This is my dirt on my first home. And then I could be like Captain Jack Sparrow and run around screaming, I've got a jar of dirt. Please tell me you know that reference. Please, please tell me you know. I've got a jar of dirt. I've got a jar of dirt. I think I actually saw a video that um, Johnny Depp like ad-libbed that scene and went completely off script. So iconic, iconic. But anyway, I also finalized my financing for the house. So basically my entire life has been revolving around all things house and dopey training right now. So my brain is just doesn't have much capacity for anything else for the time being. I did just order boxes for moving and I started to declutter like my closet and just stuff in my apartment but there I have so much left to do. Try not to let it overwhelm me but yeah so those those are some highs for my week. Now we're jumping into the lows. This was a low 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 week. I feel like 
maybe last week or even the week before I had tons of highs which were great but not every week can be like that and that's just something we all have to accept this week I had some lows so to get very personal up on this podcast and on my YouTube channel I get severe period cramps and every single month I am down for the count out of office completely unalive to the world for three to five days and it's actually awful I unfortunately can't take normal birth control with estrogen and all of that good stuff for your body because I'm prone to blood clots and we're gonna get real personal on this podcast because oh wait it's my podcast about me and my life in Orlando while training and this is a big factor that influences my training so considering the fact that I think a majority of my listeners are women out there or people who menstruate this is a hot topic and something that a lot of people have to deal with so I'm hoping well actually I'm not hoping someone can relate because I hope you can't relate because it's awful but I had a lovely weekend where my uterus just really tried to kill me I am fairly certain that I have endometriosis which is absolutely awful and while I don't have like an official diagnosis or anything because it doesn't you it, you can't always detect it on ultrasounds or CTs or anything like that sometimes the only way to officially diagnose it is to go in surgically and I mean there's not really an option for yeah let, just go cut me open and see what you can find and tell me what you find out that's not uh, a viable option for me anyway So every month I basically am just glued to my bed and can do nothing because it's just I'm in so much pain and the hormones are ridiculous. So that really put a big damper on my week. My cramps actually got so bad on Sunday that I almost called 911. (laughs) I thought I was actually dying by the horrible pains and I don't want to get too graphic for you but this was just something that really affected my training for this week. It felt like I was being stabbed and gutted from the inside out so I won't go into too much more detail but probably one of the worst period pains I've ever endured in my entire life. Enough that I was screaming and crying and Cinnamon was like jumping all up on me like Miss Ma'am what's going on? (laughs) So that's just something I have to live with. And again, that really affected the start of my week. And I called out of work on Monday. I went to the doctors. And of course, I'm used to the whole spiel of, that sucks. Here, take some Advil. Good luck. And went on my way. And my apartment is a mess. My mental health really declined. Again, my hormones were out of this world. And... It was a rough week, <laughs> but I really wanted to get in my Tuesday 45-minute run because I I have to stick to the schedule because if I if I miss a run and if I say, oh, I can just not do this one, then I know I'll go downhill really fast and I, I want to stay on track. I want to be prepared and I don't want to let myself down even though I was literally dying for a couple days there. It's, it's fine. So Tuesday morning, I actually decided to just take it easy and I basically walked my 45 minutes. I think I did like maybe two miles. And 
it was it was rough i i got about halfway through my normal 45 minute route and i have a perfect like just over three mile loop sometimes i can turn it into like three and a half miles depending if i add on a little section but i went to go take my normal loop and i got about a mile in and i was like no (laughs) no i turned around and tried to jog as much as i could ended up walking and I was like, you know what? It's okay. I I got out. I was on my feet for 45 minutes. I did I did the training run. It's complete. Was it the best? Absolutely not, but I still did it. And I needed a win. I needed that win. I needed to say, yes, okay, I completed the 45 minute run, be able to cross it off on my little bullet journal spread where I um created little boxes for all the week so that I can cross things off as I go. So couldn't really do a whole lot about that. Thursday, my 45 minute run went a little bit better and I did kind of get back on track. I, I'm pretty sure I listened to a, pol- a Peloton class, which those Peloton classes, those amp me up. And I think because I was so kind of down and my brain was just not in it I think turning on the Peloton class where they have the instructor yelling in your ear which they're not like literally yelling or anything they're actually super motivating and I like that they give you direction and cues and everything and have really fun playlists I loved having like the coach in my ear and that really motivated me to push through and get a good a relatively good run in for that 45 minute run so now moving on to my five and a half mile run on Saturday. Now, I think I was a little sore at this point, but my body is getting used to training and it's almost as if running and training and building up stamina and endurance is so helpful and then they become easier. Like who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me, shocked and confused. But I go into my five and a half mile run. Mentally, I'm like, all right, I'm good. I've got my routine of everything I walked through last week, you know, I prep everything the night before and set my sunrise clock alarm. I'm up and at them in the mornings and out the door starting my Peloton class. I'm feeling good. And what happened on my Saturday run? Well, I fell (laughs) and I'm super dramatic and it really wasn't a bad fall necessarily, but it really did bruise my pride and my ego and it happened mile one of five and a half for the plan so that was just that was a major l of the week to give you a little instant replay i was going in i i lined up a few peloton classes because i knew i would run more than uh, 45 minutes to complete the five and a half miles because your girl is not that fast but i think i chose like a 30 minute pop run and then a 20 minute lizzo run and then i was gonna line up like another like 20 minute run or something like that because I really really do like the instructor's classes and having them give me cues and everything so I was in it I was in my first 30 minute run and I literally had just completed mile one and I was kind of kind of running near my apartment so I didn't go very far and I took a little half mile loop away from my apartment to then kind of run back and continue down a longer road where I could get the mileage in so by the time I hit mile one I was really only about half a mile from my apartment and I think I was thinking about the route in my head I didn't do a like 
a, a huge mental plan or anything. I was kind of like, oh, let me go this way and then down this road and I'll probably hit the mileage doing that. And I must have been contemplating like, mm, should I turn up at that street or whatever? Like, let me see. And just kind of thinking about other things, getting distracted in my head, not really focusing on my form and my head was just not really in it because I think coming out of such a downer week mentally it it messed with my head a little bit so I don't know what I was doing what I was looking at next thing I know I'm on the ground (laughs) and I must have like tripped on a crack or something not lifted my foot up enough and been off in my stride or something but all I know is I blacked out on the way down and I come back into my mind as I'm like skidding across the cement, <laughs> scraping up not one side of my hand, but both sides of my left hand. And my first instinct was, oh no, my Apple Watch. <laughs> my Apple Watch was scraped on the cement too. And I don't know how that was the first thought of my mind. It was, oh no, I broke my Apple Watch. Not like, did I break a bone? Did I break my hand? Did I hit my head, scratch my face? No, is the Apple Watch okay? (laughs) Which was just so ridiculous. But the left side of my body took a majority of the fall, kind of broke my fall. And I think because I have a background in dance and I have broken my left wrist before, I think subconsciously I kind of knew to roll and not splat so hard so I think that's how I I was able to somehow scratch the inside of my left palm and the exterior of my my knuckles and the outside of my arm and hand because I must have like rolled or something a little bit more on the left side super dramatic (laughs) but as I scraped and bruised my body my Apple Watch starts going off and it is, I don't remember exactly what it said because my, I was just so out of my mind in the moment that it was like, it looks like you've fallen. Do you want me to call emergency services? Like, hello, are you okay? SOS. (laughs) Because it has like falling detection. (laughs) And one of the options was like, yes, I have fallen. (laughs) Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. But I had to click on it and thankfully... The Apple Watch was okay, folks. Don't you fret. It was okay. It is It is banged up and it is scratched on the edges and a little bit on the surface, but it's really not that bad. So I looked down and I was pressing like, yes, I'm okay. Don't call 911. <laughs> and I literally just sat on my butt on the cement, on the sidewalk, on the side of the road, just kind of like, what? <laughs> what just happened? Am I okay? Like, Scraped up, again, my left hand, my knuckles looked kind of like I got in a fight or something. Uh, My knee was bleeding. Uh, Scraped up, nothing deep. I had to kind of sit there and be like, what? Like, where am I? Who am I? What just happened? I'm on the floor. Um, I told my Apple Watch I'm alive and I'm kind of bleeding. I think I'm okay. Had to do a head to toe, like, all right, nothing is screaming at me. Nothing is broken I did jam my right wrist a little bit but again I I don't even know how I felt because it was straight blackout all I know was one one minute I'm up and running next minute on the cement (laughs) 
Now, I don't fall. I am not clumsy. I do not trip on things. I might like stumble or like stub my toe or something and maybe fumble a little bit. But never, ever do I fall to the ground. I consider myself relatively graceful having grown up being trained a dancer and I don't know, just being trying to be at least hyper aware of my surroundings at trying all the time but apparently not all the time and I think that's what also caught me so off guard was did I just fall like that is very off-brand for me (laughs) so that also mentally threw me off even more because I think subconsciously I was so afraid of falling especially in training like every time I walk up and down my stairs I'm like you can't fall because you can't get hurt because you're in training and I think that fear manifested so strongly and stressed me out so much that it ended up making me fall you know because I was just so hyper focused on not falling that my body was like you can't do that because now I'm gonna make you fall so hopefully my I I, hopefully I got it out of the way (laughs) and it wasn't too bad of a fall nothing twisted nothing broken my ego bruised and my pride is bruised but I'm okay. I got up and took a quick minute to just kind of get back into my body, started jogging a little bit, and then it sunk in what had just happened. I started walking and I was like, oh no, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. (laughs) Because not only have my hormones been on a roller coaster all week already to begin with, I am a huge crybaby and I cry at commercials, I cry at Grey's Anatomy, I cry at TikToks, I cry at five-second videos I see on Instagram, I cry at good news, bad news, just cry at it all, cry every day, and if I stub my toe lightly, it's just immediately I can feel my tear ducts like filling, so I don't know, it's just knee-jerk reaction for me, that's just normal and natural, so as I'm walking, trying to walk it off, I had to suck up my my tear ducts (laughs) and be brave and not cry, But I didn't cry, so I think that kind of falls into my highs now, is I didn't cry when I fell down. And I was really, really proud of myself because in that moment, I was literally like, okay, I'm a half mile from my apartment. I could walk back and start crying and just go into fetal position on the floor of my bedroom. Or or I could complete this because now that I started my five and a half mile run, I was going to be so mad if I could not finish it. So mad. And I know that had I walked away and not finished it, I just would have felt even more defeated. So I told myself like, all right, you're you're okay. Now finish it. And it's funny because the rest of the run went so easily and I was so distracted and so mentally just like, oh my god and before I knew it I was done like five and a half miles in the bag I was like did I really do that like I'm confused but all my tracking apps are telling me that I I just did five miles or the 5.5 or actually I think I did like 5.6 or whatever according to Garmin but yeah I was just kind of like well all right then um came back home had to clean myself up I was not quite bleeding but a little bit bleeding for the whole run. <laughs> uh, I took a shower. I got my um, hydrogen peroxide. Or I don't even know if I said that right. I don't have it in front of me. My uh, cleaning ointment for antiseptic 
because I was bleeding a little bit and wiped up my hand my my inner palms were scraped up so I it couldn't even really stretch effectively because putting your hands down that was like it was so tender it just hurt to put pressure on it and put my weight on it and the outside I again I look like I got into a brawl with my left hand and I ended up finding more scrapes and my knee was pretty swollen but not not too bad um so again just wiped it up put some neo on it and it was already kind of looking a little bit better so that was my uh really long and dramatic storytelling of my not so dramatic fall that happened but that gives me a segue into one of the major topics I wanted to cover are injuries in this episode in my mind the biggest thing relating to injuries and making sure that they don't happen is to take preventative measures. Now, uh, that's that's obvious. You're, you're probably saying, Annika, yeah, that's we got that part. Thank you so much. But I think the more preventative measures you take, the more you set up, set yourself up for success. So by that, I mean, I'm just going to walk you through some of my favorite things that I use and do to set me up for success on my runs. I, I will start off by saying don't get too in your head because... If your biggest fear is falling and that's all you focus on, chances are you're going to fall. I am exhibit A and I am telling myself that, if anything, on this episode. But there are other things to do to prevent other physical injuries and make it so you hopefully don't have to nurse more easily preventable injuries. Some of my favorite things are KT tape. I mentioned last week I did order some blister prevention KT tape and I'm really excited to use it. I haven't tried it yet because I really only want to use them if I'm running more than like five miles because if I'm running under that amount of distance then I don't think I really need it and the same goes for using my actual KT tape which I do use for all my run Disney races no matter the distance and I think I will definitely be using it for training if I again am going generally over like five miles I tape for posterior shin splints, which I get them on like the inside of my ankle kind of going up to my shin, as well as I have plantar fasciitis that kind of comes and goes, but I'll talk to you about a second and how I kind of work on that. But I love KT tape to kind of use as support and use for preventative measures. And adding on to that, I also use compression socks. Now I don't love the high knee high compression socks like like yes I love them but like they're just not that cute (laughs) and I know I already don't look very cute when I'm running but especially for the run Disney races I just I don't like the look of it and while I still force myself to wear them because I know that function is more important than aesthetics especially when it comes to running health but it's just annoying when I have to be like all right I'm gonna wear my compression socks but then I have to get a color that matches my run Disney costume and training in them it's just that's another layer of fabric on my skin I run in shorts and it's so hot here but they really don't add like much heat or anything but yeah I mean that is one thing I do if I'm running if I'm getting up there in mileage, it's something I'm going to do to prevent shin splints in general. And I think they do make a difference. It just, they don't look very cute. But it makes me feel better that 
a lot of other runners out there do wear them and I mean my outfits be looking kind of crazy even without the compression socks to begin with with like my polka dot bike shorts and my bright neon colored run Disney t-shirts so I mean should I really be caring that much about it probably not another preventative measure is once again my thigh rescue any thick thigh baddies out there you will understand we are team anti-chafe in this household and even though mine is currently melted because I took it with me to Typhoon Lagoon last weekend, I still use it and slap it on and it does make a huge difference and I don't go, I don't leave the house without it, without putting it on because especially now in Florida with this heat and humidity. But my favorite thing to do when I'm kind of like warming up my body is rolling out my feet. Now, as someone with very high arches and once again plantar fasciitis, I have to do this like I I can't not do this because if I don't do it the cramping and tightening and pain I will feel in my arches and my heels is immediate and it's immense and it does not go away in my runs like even after kind of warming up the rest of my body so that is one thing I will never not do especially on runs is I have different forms of like rolling tools I first started off using a softball I would just get a canister of softballs and roll my foot out that way but I visited an actual running store when I first bought my first pair of hokas and when I first got custom fitted and got my custom inserts and all that good stuff I decided that I would really invest in foot care because man did it make a difference it is night and day so I bought kind of like uh what does it look like almost like an hourglass shape jelly roller thing I cannot describe it very well but it's it's longer than like a softball would be and it has a different curvature in it so one side you can roll your foot one way and then on the other side of it you could roll the other another side of your your foot so I love that and then I also have it almost looks like a spiky dryer ball, if you if you know what that looks like. It looks kind of like that. And I also rub my foot on that, and especially into my heels. And that just kind of warms them up, gets the blood flowing. I don't know all the technical things that it does, but I know that it works for me. So if you're not already rolling your feet and you're having some feet issues, I would look into do that, doing that. But speaking of warming up, I... I'm one to not really warm up as much as I probably should. I just want to get out there and like I use my first half mile as like my warm up (laughs) doing like a light jog kind of easing into it. But I do no matter what have to warm up my hips. I really 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 tight hips and I crack a glow stick everywhere and I don't know if it's because of dance or what but if you've seen the movie Black Swan and um Natalie Portman her character is getting up and she's a ballerina she gets up in the morning and this is like in like the first like 20 minutes of the movie or something like that uh she gets up and she's cracking all her toes and her neck and like rolling out and cracking everything that is me every hour of the day I am okay speaking of that I'm literally cracking my knuckles now because it's just like ah because I just get so tight everywhere and I can crack my hip in three places on both sides and I crack my lower back just by like bending forward my toes as soon as I I get up I gotta push them on the carpet I'll be walking just walking like a normal person 
on my like hardwood floor and you'll hear crack, 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 crack. My ankles, my wrists, my neck, my shoulders. I get on the ground, my back, I can crack up all the way up my spine. <laughs> Which you maybe you didn't want to know this about me, but now you do. So that is one thing I have to do is I have to crack everything do all my rolling, but I also want to actually warm up like the joints and the muscles as well. So to do that, I do leg swings. A lot of athletes do this as well. Um, If you ever see those kind of like hype videos that I think like Nike does of basketball players usually, where they're like holding onto a bar and they're literally swinging one leg from side to side or front to back. And that really warms up your hip. And for me, also my lower back. So do that. I drop down into, uh, I don't even know what, I don't remember the name of the like position, but it's kind of like in a squat. And then you put your elbows inside of your knees and kind of just stretch out that way. But before your runs, you really want to do dynamic stretching. You don't want to do any stagnant holding of poses or anything like that. So that, that's what I do. And another preventative measure is running form. Now, I'm definitely no expert on this. I'm not a running coach. I have no medical experience. I have not studied anything like that. But I do know from dance kind of how you need to hold yourself and where you need to hold yourself and this is also something that the peloton instructors do in their classes where even though you're not in a live class this is all another thing that i love is that you'll be running and they'll be like ah ah, don't you look down as i'm like literally looking down on the cement they're like no 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 put your chin up roll your shoulders back put them down align your jaw like relax your jaw hold your gaze up tuck in your pelvis make sure you're not arching your back and letting your stomach drop you want to be activating your abs you want to be using your arms and pushing to make sure that you're in alignment and you're not going to hurt yourself while you're running so those are the things that I do I also I will tap my fingers I'll tap all of my fingers to my thumb while I'm running to make sure like the blood flow stays good because like when you're running for so long and you hold your hands in that one position and they're more upright, I feel like you don't get as much blood flow and so your fingers can start getting like numb or tingly. And these are obviously very technical terms. But that's just one thing I like to do is make sure I keep rolling my wrist, keeping my fingers active and making sure blood flow is still good everywhere. (laughs) To make sure I stay tight on my runs, I do ab workouts on the side. I really didn't do much this week, but I love doing quick ab circuits. Make sure I stretch after every run, even when I don't want to. There are some days where I'll do just a quick five-minute stretch following the post-run class on my Peloton app, or sometimes I'll just do a a couple yoga poses, making sure to especially get my lower back and my hips and uh, my shoulders and arms in a child's pose, getting the calves and the glutes. Oh my gosh, those are so important when you are stretching. If nothing else, stretch those things. I also bought this little like tub on Amazon. It's a little foot tub and it's almost like a something that you might see like a nail salon where they have like an external little tub but I put some hot water in it. It has little jets. It has little rolly thingies on the inside. And it's so soothing for my feet. I bought it probably when I first 
moved back to Orlando and I had wine and dine coming up, I bought the little tub because I don't have a bathtub in my apartment. So I can't just go soak in that. And I don't even have a hot tub at my apartment complex. So I bought it to like soak my feet in. And oh my gosh, it makes such a difference. Put some Epsom salt in there. Amazing. Icing my knees. Amazing. My mom ordered us a massage gun because we did the springtime surprise uh, race for the taste 10k and I didn't really use it that much for that but now that I am training for the dopey challenge which is 48.6 miles I am definitely using that massage gun especially on the glutes my goodness 10 out of 10 recommend I have tons of rollers this is this is a long list I apologize hopefully you're sticking with me but I have a foam roller I have like a kind of like a metal roller with little plastic rings on it so that you can like roll your leg and I mean you can roll any part of your body I guess but it has like two handles on the side so I use it to kind of roll my quads and my hamstrings. I work on a lot of mobility and strength training especially for my hips because like I said I have really really weak and really really tight hips and I do a lot of specific hip strengthening exercises which I think makes a big difference for my running and then not to mention I have to stretch every night before bed because I always have joked that I have the body of a 90 year old woman and (laughs) I'm just constantly sore every day of my life but that was mostly when I was dancing and that was up until college but now that I'm a a few years, just a few years out of college, I still feel tight all the time. Just, I'm not used to being quite as sore. But now that I'm in training for Dopey, I'm kind of having to get used to being sore every day again. But my last thing that I will say for injury prevention, and I probably one of the most important things, is rest. Resting your body, making sure you can get sleep, making sure you get good sleep. And that is one thing that I have been struggling a little bit with, but I, I'm trying to take measures to help with that. I did mention my history with dance. So I danced for like 10 to 12 years. I did ballet, jazz, tap, hip hop, modern. I was on point for four years and it's a lot on your body. So with that, it I think it helps me mentally with, with running and gives me some background on strength training and different muscle groups. I did struggle with tendonitis in one of my shoulder blades and I as well as Achilles tendonitis because that's very popular within dancers as well as shin splints and something that bothers me to this day is my right hip. I have dancer's hip. I had so many tests done because my right hip sometimes flares up, gives me issues And we all thought it was like the SI joint or maybe I tore something or something's wrong. But nope, I've had numerous MRIs, tests, ultrasounds, all that good stuff. Nothing's torn. Nothing's broken. Nothing is wrong, quote unquote. But the muscles that help your hip move, mine just weren't very strong. So listening to your body and strengthening the muscles that hurt make a world of difference and I will say my hip actually hasn't been bothering me a lot since I I I did go to physical therapy for like a couple sessions like maybe a couple of years ago now so I did learn some exercises and then some stretches to do that really helped me out and just remembering that I have to stay on top of them or else they'll come back (laughs) 
Which brings me into cross-training. This is like the final kind of topic I wanted to talk about in this episode is how important training outside of your run training is because you're not necessarily training all your muscle groups when you run. Like, yes, you're using a majority of them, but some muscles are being a little bit left behind when you run such as your arms. You're not necessarily putting your weight on your arms. You're not tearing your muscles in your arms. Your abs, you use your abs, like you use your abs for everything, but you're not targeting them necessarily. Your glutes, your glutes get left behind. And I know this from personal experience. I, again, try and train glutes and legs on the same days that I run so that when I'm having a rest day or a non-running day, I am also resting my legs entirely, like aside from, you know, walking and still doing movement with maybe yoga or something or walking the parks. But your glutes, your glutes get left behind. Make sure to stretch those guys out because I think the stronger you can become overall, that will really benefit you in your running. And this is also just a message to myself as well because When you strengthen like the muscles in your joints, which I don't know if that's even technically correct, me saying that you can like strengthen your joints. (laughs) Because again, not a medical professional. But if you strengthen those things that aren't necessarily focused on in running, it can then help support you with the main muscles that are utilized when you are running. So that's kind of just my two cents on that. I, again, use the Peloton app. I also save TikTok videos. There's a huge community, FitFam, on the internet that you can go find free resources for stretching for very specific things you might be looking for. Like, I want to strengthen a glute exercise. I want to see hip stretches. I want to see quad stretches and strengthening and stuff like that. Even on YouTube, I think YouTube's a little bit harder and it's not, not quite as quick, but it's free, so... I also will say that yoga is the best. I noticed that back when I first started training, like very first half marathon back in 2019, I had to train in such a short amount of time that it took a it took a big toll on my body, even though I had I had been pretty active and I'd already kind of been working out regularly. I found that any any aches and pains I had after running were a little bit more alleviated when I added in yoga immediately following a run. So whenever I can, not after every single run because it's not every time, but I I try after most of my runs to take a yoga class. And whether it's just like a quick 20-minute yoga flow on my Peloton app or if it's just stretches I walk through on my own for 5 to 10 minutes, I think it it makes a big difference. So now that I've rambled on enough, I will move on to my final segment, which is just my by the numbers, my countdowns for the upcoming races from this posting date, which is July 25th, one and nine weekend, November 3rd through 6th is just three months and nine days away. We are almost, wow, we're almost to that three month exact mark. Dopey challenge, January 4th, 2023, five months and 10 days away. Oh God, we're almost at five months. Princess Weekend, February 23rd, 2023. That is six months and 28 days away. So we are moving right along. My pace update. Now my pace was kind of all over the place this week. And since I wasn't even necessarily following my 90-30 intervals, it was kind of hard to get like an official average pace. But I would say I was probably around like 
12 to 12 minutes and 30 seconds for my mile pace. Total mileage, I want to say I did probably just like 10 and a half because while I normally get at least three and a half on my 45 minute runs, again, this week I probably meet barely got like over two for one of my 45 minute runs but you know that's okay that is all right next week i will be covering how week five of training goes and i may or may not have another special guest i just i gotta surprise you every week but thank you so much for tuning in and get moving